Hey, thanks for tuning in. We're the Lexicon, and I'm your host Fiona. And as always, I'm your co-host Judy. In celebration of I the Hop Day, we'll be sharing out our coming out story. For those that are not aware of Idaho Hobbit Day, it is the International Day Against Homophobia, Transphobia, and Biphobia, where we celebrate sexual and gender diversity. Did you know this year, Demi Lovato came out as non-binary, actually, in celebration of it. And uh, she wrote on Twitter that today is a day I'm so happy to share more of my life with you all. I'm proud to let you know that I identify as non-binary. So... That being said, on the topic of coming out, we want to share with you our coming out stories. Fiona, why don't you start first? What's your story? Okay,、um, it's gonna get sentimental. So、I'm、ready for you? <laughs> I'll try to make it short, but cover all the bases.、Um, as I recall, it was many, many, many years ago. With how old were you at the time? Came out to my friends when I was in high school, so I, I think I was probably like fifteen or sixteen at that time, and I was really attracted to to this individual, <laughs> and I I couldn't not share it with some of my closest friends at that time, and I was really cautious, you know,、uh, of who I wanted to tell because you know back in the high school days, gossips, you know, drama, dr- high school drama, drama, yeah, completely all those kind of things, and. I was really selective on telling who, and I think I just told one specific individual, and then slowly it, it wasn't the、two. individual that you liked. No, no, it wasn't, and they were surprised, but they were very supportive. So I felt really great, but still very cautious because you know, still high school.、I、never really did anything about it.、Um, I guess I got closer to that individual, but nothing really happened. Then eventually. Had my first girlfriend in two thousand and two, and I guess more friends. That, you know that? What what song? There's a song. It's called Two Thousand Two, and then it's like a love song, and it talks about all the pop songs. I should send it、what? to you later. <laughs> what? It's called Twenty. It's by Anna something. It's a really good song. Okay, I gotta listen、oh, to it I after. I marked that moment for you. Yeah. All right. Shout out for that song. Yeah. So.、Um, I guess I had my first girlfriend, and I wasn't ashamed of、um, kind of displaying those PDA. More, more and more people knew, more and more friends knew, and it kind of became a trend at that time. I, I thought because a lot of my friends around me started dating girls, and it. Wait, hold on. So you you mean、um, back then for you in your high school,、um, dating women, or I guess. That, that was already my. I think it was my first year of.、Yeah. Um, it made you popular. The first year at <laughs> university, and it wasn't. It didn't make me popular. It was normal because I was seeing like other friends dating other like other girls, and it was completely fine for some reason. Nice. And it, it, we didn't have to say like, "Oh, I'm dating a girl," whatever it is, but people just knew, and yeah, it was normal. Anyway. Dated for a year,、uh, and then afterwards, had my second girlfriend, and then we broke up a year afterwards. And I was forced to come out at that time because my sister confronted me and and told on me、uh, to my parents, and they sat me down at you know at in the dining room, and my my mom, I remember she was crying.、Um, 
blaming herself uh, for 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 me being gay, and 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 that like what what did she do wrong um, in her life that made me gay and you know was religion part of it or what happened was it because she put me through uh, martial arts and I was you know became you know yeah exactly and became a tomboy and whatnot um yeah and, and it was really heartbreaking to to watch her cry and my dad was like I will not accept this um and my sister was really angry at the same time too uh and this just kept on saying words like it's this is not normal you're not right um nothing's right about this we will not accept you as who you are um just really heartbreaking words that must have been difficult because this isn't coming out on your own terms for one thing and for another thing it's the it's like a double whammy you have your family not accepting it like sitting you down and everything like and you not ready in that space to come out I don't think I was ever ready for that conversation yeah. and I I was speechless mm-hmm. to hear words that you know something is wrong with you mm-hmm. um, they were blaming not just themselves but you know just everything in general um so it was, it was a tough conversation and I just didn't want to be there. And I think the only words that I said, as I recall, was that I just want to be happy. Oh. And I just want to go over and hug you right now. Yeah, this actually is making me teary right now. Um, that, oh. Yeah, because like, yeah, I just said, like, I just want to be happy. I just want to be who I am. Yeah. And they didn't accept that. Yeah. So. Shortly after, I, I I think my my dad and my like my mom just come on going, um, and I think I just went back to my room. I grabbed the bag, you know, and and just yeah. start stuffing my clothes in, and then I ran away. Um, I would have and just cried and cried, and then I and then yeah. I would be immobilized. I mm. yeah, I I basically called. Um, one of my friends up at that time who became my girlfriend afterwards <laughs> became my ex. <laughs> and your, your friend your friend totally was like mm, I have an opportunity here <laughs> yeah and and I said like I don't know where to go I'm you know really upset and she asked me what happened and I didn't tell her at first um so she just invited me over and I told her what happened and she's like just stay as long as you want and my parents, I think my mom called me um, like a week after I avoided her call. I didn't pick up at all. And then she kept on trying and trying. And I think so a few days later, I didn't go home. Week. Yeah, and then as she kept on trying, I think it was like up and then two weeks. She's like, just come home. We can talk this out. And I was like, what do you mean? Let's talk this out. And she's like, well, we know like something is wrong with you. We're like, we'll just fix you. I'm like, and then she got me all mad. And I'm like, I'm not coming here. home. Yeah, I'm not coming <laughs> home. So dragged out for a little longer, avoided them. Um, and eventually, I think like uh, after um, 
I don't know how long I did go home because my mom was like, okay, just come home. And then I needed more clothes. So I just decided to go home. <laughs> that, that is true. If you only have three underwear, you're going to need more. <laughs> so I did go home. There was no conversation afterwards. We never talked about this. Everything just went away. And it just became a unspeakable topic a common knowledge for everyone, but never n- nobody ever talked about it anymore. And I and I continued to to stay home at that time. Um, and then I got into the relationship shortly after, and, and you still I just over decided, regardless. <laughs> and I just decided that you know what, like to be who I am, I I needed to to move out, and also because I had a job at that time that I had to you know, work at 5.30 in the morning. So it just made sense for me to move out. And that's how I just moved out for ever since. And then during that time, I mean, there weren't a lot of friends that knew about this coming out story. I only, I turned to that one friend who then became my girlfriend at that time. And that was pretty much it. I didn't want to tell everyone what I was experiencing. Perhaps I felt ashamed. Then at work, uh, I, I kind of hit you know that the side of me you know being gay um, at work. I didn't tell anyone, but I think some of my coworkers um, that I got close with did pick up, but I never admitted it. And we, we became friends after, really great friends after, but it was never a topic that we really talked about. It was still similar to you know an unspoken knowledge everybody kind of knew but never nobody ever talked about it Um, I don't know if they talked about it behind my back or or not but they never you know said to me in my face like hey you're gay why don't you date this but like never made any sort of jokes around that at all but it's just like two co-workers because I worked at um at HSBC at that time and it's rather conservative place and I, I never told any of my coworkers. Um, it was always like using pronouns like, oh, I was hanging out with my, like either saying hang out with my friends over the weekend or like I, and they asked me like, oh, are you dating anyone? I'm like, oh, I don't know that like, this boy you know, started oh, or making stuff up at that time. Um, never came out to coworkers um, until like, I think six years later, I, I, I got a new job. And this company that I work for now um, is a really inclusive place. I think I was really inspired by this one individual at work. He identified himself as gay. I remember he walked along the hallway or this corridor with his head held high, you know, just being himself. Um, and he could, I could hear him chat with other coworkers about like him and hanging out with like his boyfriend or what. I just wanted to be like that at work. I decided to join a an employee resource group for for LGBTQ folks, and that's how I started coming out at work. And I never held back; like I was really proud and loud at work. I never, you know, I didn't want to hide. Just you know, telling people about my weekend with my girlfriend or whatever it was. I was really happy to be myself, and I was able to do that at work. Then relationship went shit, <laughs> went bad. Um, we broke up, and. I was really upset and I felt like I kind of owed it to my friends to tell them 
like some of the friends that I used to hang out with back at, you know, HSBC, I never told them ever. And I just actually, I went to each and every one of them, the close ones and told them like, I was sorry. Like I just couldn't tell them at that time. Just didn't feel right to tell them. I came out to each and every one of them afterwards. And this, it's kind of funny because this was only like four years ago. So it was not too long ago that I came out to those friends. But I, I've always identified myself as gay. Um, I, it was just never shared publicly with people. I'm, I'm even really glad now to be able to sh- identify myself as a, as a lesbian at church. So I think come a long it's, way. it's re- yeah, it's really scary, especially at church. I, but I just want to be who I am. And I think people just, they accept me as who I am, or at least I think they do. Um, <laughs> I'm sure they do. It yeah. takes a lot of courage to come out and not and having not knowing whether people would accept it, whether they'll change their like whether it'll change the dynamics between your relations um, with them. Um, and I think definitely it's better now than when we were in high school. And I don't know whether that has something to do with us being younger mm-hmm. and not having all the the tools in our belt to handle situations. Versus whether back then it really wasn't as normalized. It wasn't really as accepted and supported. And that is hard. Like, yeah, no, thank you for sharing that part that I didn't, I didn't even know about that. And I've known you for so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I guess one f- funny story is um, my, my family knows, right? Obviously, yeah. um, even my distant family knows. And they don't ask me about it, but I, I'm sure they know. My grandmother you know, would talk to me and say, hey, when are you going to find a husband or when are you going to find a boyfriend? You're pretty old now, considerably. <laughs> so old. when are you going to find wow, a boyfriend? grandma did a jab. <laughs> and then my grandpa, so funny, he would say like, well, she's the boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what he would say. And uh, I would just laugh it off. But every time my grandma asks me that question, yeah. My grandpa would say that and then I just I just don't respond anymore because I think to grandparents, um some of some things just don't change. And yeah. I think for me, like I don't have to argue with them. I just want them to to see that I'm happy and, yeah. and that's that's it, you know. Yeah, I think being able to be your authentic self and being happy attracts that that energy of positivity around you and people around you who want you to be happy and not having to hide yourself like back to what you were saying about avoiding the fact that you have a girlfriend the topics of oh how was your weekend it comes out I don't know whether they I'm pretty sure the people that are having the conversations with me can sense it too when I say use pronouns such as them back then Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. or avoid the actual pronoun and it's difficult to talk about your weekend it's almost like you're hiding something yeah and then and when it doesn't I actually, feel good no it doesn't feel good at all and then when I was actually able to to talk about it I can be more authentic and I remember like right now I look pretty feminine if I meet somebody new they would never guess that I'm into uh, a woman but back then I actually looked quite witchy as you know <laughs> like I could easily walk into a men men's washroom and not have people second guess why is this woman doing here 
other than, and I guess because Asians are shorter, I could pass off as a short Asian guy. <laughs> and so people knew, like, you know, automatically that I dated women. And uh, during that period when I was in uh, at work, funny story, a uh, co-worker actually came up to me and be, I was talking about her partner. And in my head, because a lot of my friends are straight and people around me are straight. So in my head, I was like, oh, okay, your partner, your, your male partner. And then she said, my wife gave me a ring. And it's funny because at that moment, I was, my first thought was, oh, you came up to me. And I didn't really know her that well. Chat about stuff. It's because you, from how she can like see from what I look like, you knew I was gay too. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of funny. It's like um, a validation. Yeah, validation. Like, oh, there's another one of me. <laughs> <laughs> it's always exciting. But yeah, no, um, it, it's difficult. And I'm so glad now coming out is not as difficult for people. And it's more accepted, especially in Vancouver. But not to dismiss that we still recognize that people have troubles coming out. Yeah. You know, religious background, family, you know, issues and all that. But yeah, like nowadays, because of the society. It's difficult still because you don't know how the, like, with religion and with um, people around you. It's like, have you been lying to me this entire time? (laughs) And there's that. And then there's um, also, for me, I don't know for you whether that was a thing. Like, I, at one point in my my life, I had such a huge internalized homophobia. Like, what is wrong with me? Like, the whole, you know how you were saying about your parents saying, we can fix you, right? Mm-hmm. For me, I had the whole, like, my family never actually talked to me about it. Like, it was always, like what you said, same experience, the dodging around the topic in the beginning. I was like, what's wrong with me? I need to fix myself. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't. And so I was, I was actually pretty depressed for a period of my life because I was so sad. Like I can't, I keep thinking there's something wrong with me and I can't fix it. So I was really upset during my grade 12 year. I Did you attempt to like guys or date guys at that time to, they, to see, uh, to fix here's yourself? The, here's the kicker. I did like men before or guys like in elementary, I would always have, I would have crushes. Actually, I would have this crush on this one guy. And I think he must be the only guy crush I ever had. And I guess now if you think about it, and we, we're friends now, he might be like, am I like a woman? Is that why you have a crush on Because he prob- he's probably the only guy I ever had a crush on. I did. In high school, I did try to, like, in high school, I would tell friends, like, oh, I have a crush on this guy or that guy. Because the friends around me were having crushes on, on guys, right? Sort of, to me, I would have crushes on guys or I would focus my attention on guys. But it wasn't anything that felt real. Right. Yeah, and then when I, but yeah, when I, I get that. Actually, yeah, you get that feeling, right, where you're like, oh, I'm a uh, imposter, imposter syndrome. <laughs> Absolutely, no, I I hear you. And then in uh, what was I saying? Yeah, in high school, I actually once I liked a woman or like the girl at the time, didn't go back. It was it kind of once you once I went over <laughs> to the other side, I never went back. <laughs> and then. I was struggling quite a bit. Like for for you, you kind of had it dropped on you. Like the circumstances was thrown on you. For me, I liked, oh, I, I'm a sucker for best friends. I fall in love with best friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I know it's terrible. I've, I've broken out of that cycle. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> the first girl I, I fell in love with was, was my best friend. And she Wait, was, I'm not your best friend, right? 
<laughs> what are we? What? <laughs> you want to be my best friend? <laughs> I'll pass. Thank you. That's okay. <laughs> we we can just be good friends. <laughs> um. So anyhow, I uh, liked my best friend, and she was. I can't remember what she was the first person I told, or our other really good friend was the first person I told. Um. So anyhow, I basically came out to her in the same time as. Telling her I liked her. I killed two birds with one stone. Literally. <laughs> yeah, literally. I, it sort of like... Very efficient. I know. I'm quite efficient. I do two things at once. Because that's what I did with my family as well. Oh, so oh okay. Tell I me I told more. her and then she didn't expect it. And then... And in high school, you know how it's difficult because you don't know what other people are thinking. There's also yeah. drama. And then like the best friend who I would tell it's now somebody i like so it got really messy and so i told another best friend what's going on anyhow we didn't date but i fast forward a couple years down i end up dating a best friend (laughs) 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 many many best friends uh so and then uh i told my mom i was think i was 18 and out of high school and i was like oh i'm heading out and she's like where are you going and I'm like, oh, I'm going on a date. And so I did the two birds with one stone thing again. And wow. she's like, oh, you're going on a date. That's great. Sort of, she wanted to know more. With who? Where? When? And so I was like, oh, with, and I name dropped. And clearly her name is very feminine. So mm-hmm. my mom wasn't, like, my mom was silent for a good, I think, two minutes. So she found out I was dating and she mm-hmm. found out that I was gay. And so we were st- standing in her room, silence. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to say. She didn't say anything. And I I don't know to this day whether she was shocked or processing or thinking I'm throwing a joke or whatever it is. I basically told her, okay, I'm going now. I'll be late for my dates. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was it. Like, there was no more talk about it. I don't know whether she kind of took it off in the back of mind, repressed it. Never happened. This is all a dream. Ever since? Never talked about it? We've never talked about that incident. Afterwards, we've talked about like me being um, romantically involved with the woman. Um, we we've talked about like how she just wants me to be happy, so she doesn't really care. Aww. And then and that, I think that but is sort of a turning point too because I with Asian culture, I'm sure you know they're they're very conservative and traditional in the sense that you move out and you get married and you have kids and you follow the whole step. One step, two step, three, and grandkids. Step four, I guess. <laughs> Home run. Right. And for some time, because I, I, when I was dating my first girlfriend, like she would come over too, and then she would refer to the girlfriend as the friend, which I hated. But then years down the road, I also found out she referred to my brother's girlfriend as the friend too in the beginning. So I was like, oh, so it wasn't a me thing, dating the same sex thing. So I was okay with that, and. I definitely had cried a few times to get them to accept me for who I am. Cause I just wanted them to accept me like mm-hmm. um, to see me for who I am. And so there was one time afterwards, I think this is maybe we're talking about a good few years, five or six years since I've told her that, Hey, I'm a dating girl. And she said something very random because my mom is a single mom and she brought up my dad. And my dad has never been in the picture in my in my life since after since early elementary. 
like we just don't talk about him he's out of my life and she's like oh your dad would not like would not come to your wedding and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like what do you care kind of thinking in my head we never even talk about him and I'm like okay and then I'm like are you trying to say you won't come to my wedding did she see uh, it as a joke or like the fact no, there's some sort of seriousness there's some to... serious underlining tone to it um and I was like okay and then I think my response at the time was because I wasn't ready for marriage and so I was like I don't think mm. I'm getting married anytime soon and so she, she I guess it was maybe her way of saying she disapproves because my mom is more and like she wouldn't be the type for you, for you, your mom would sit you down and talk about it. Um, for my mom, she would never do that. She would avoid the topic at all costs. So mm. I would have to sort of do a crab approach and gently talk about it until until it sinks in, until she finally accepts it. But I came out like when I was 18. I'm 34 now. Um, it's been a long while. So it's <laughs> sunk in. <laughs> it's definitely sunk in. And, and then we had, we actually, maybe I'm more mature now to actually hold the conversation. Yeah. Tell her that, hey. I'm happy, right? And or whoever I'm seriously dating, and I tell her I'm able to tell her about the person I'm dating, um, and that yeah. is really like for me. I think looking back, comparing to in the beginning is a big difference. Like I, it's come a long way, and it's it is time, and it does get better. It's just it does get better. Year. It does yeah. better. It definitely gets better. And so I think for me, family is important. So then the family probably knows. We never talk about it. They never ask mm-hmm. me, like, are you dating anybody? And I'm like, <laughs> I remember we had a family wedding once and the, some of our extended family was guessing whether I would be in a dress or not. Or a suit. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> and they, I don't know whether they were making a bet, but. Oh, that's so, so funny. So it's pretty funny. It's definitely, definitely. Sometimes I find, do you find that you're coming out again and again? I think so. Especially for if there's any, you know, change of job. Like sometimes I fear of changing jobs because I have to come out again and again to different do you, people. Do you come out naturally as in like it just happens with the pronouns in a conversation or do you make it um, a um, sort of, okay, I, I need, I should tell you this oh, or does it like, how, how do you, I guess, how do you do it? Um, I guess nowadays I would just basically you know, if they ask me about my personal life and then I just use like the proper pronouns, like, oh, my girlfriend and I, or, you know, her like pronouns. What kind of reaction do you usually get? Do you find? They're like, oh, okay. And then they're not the heads, you know, oh, okay. Okay. You know, yeah, this I kind of reaction. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. don't know if they're trying to process or, but I feel like but, they're trying to process it because they don't expect it. We don't expect it. Yeah. I think it's also because like, I've been told, like some of my closer friends at work, they tell me that uh, I have a, a pretty feminine face. You do. Uh, although You're I have short pretty, hair. Fiona. Oh, thank you. But don't worry, we won't be best friends. <laughs> <laughs> but like, although I have short hair, but I have a feminine face. And the way I dress at work, like I don't, I don't wear like a tie or I, I still wear a blazer, but you know, it's a t-shirt or whatever it is and just sneakers sometimes. I try to be hip as hip as possible, <laughs> but like I don't dress like really masculine. Yeah. So so maybe when I tell people, they're they're surprised, but I don't you know I don't hide any part of me uh, when they ask me. Like I'm I'm very blunt, using the right pronouns. Um, 
have you ever had a period of time where you were single and you were at work and they tried to hook you up with somebody because they know somebody who also is a lesbian and they're like, you should meet this person. No, I've never had that experience. I wish I did, but no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I actually did have that experience. Uh, there is there's a coworker of mine at um, another center I used to work with. And then I actually used to dress up in like a shirt and tie because I had short hair. And mm. I thought, okay. And I like to dress up too. And so I dressed up short hair and I would have uh, like a sports bra. And I, I'm pretty flat chested. I'm going to admit that. So <laughs> you cannot tell. I, I It just goes with the look. Okay, I'm flat, flat chested. I have a tie, a shirt, mm. short hair. And so they knew I liked women. And, and then somebody tried to set me up with her stepsister actually wow so not from work just like a co-worker stepsister yeah and so I was like oh your co-workers are nice yeah my co-workers are really nice so <laughs> and, and for that period I really compared to when in the beginning when I would look very feminine I was working and nobody knew that I liked women and it felt like I had to come out I didn't really like that period as much like like in terms of being my authentic true self like I liked it when people knew more or automatically yeah. knew because then I don't have to do the whole I like the women ha 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 uh, yeah thing. those gestures uh, yeah and so but now like you say I just use the proper pronouns and then people get it so and that's so much easier like I think we both found the workaround which is how everybody else who are not dating women or same or, or dating men men do it which is they talk about their husband or wife or or girlfriend or boyfriend and just use the proper pronoun and just keep going with it yeah I remember I had to use you know the word partner a lot back yeah. then but whenever that word came out there's always like a a connotation that like it's it's a same-sex partner that you're referring to for some reason yeah at least that's, that's to me yeah it did to me too but I guess because we see in that we're sense, conscious, yeah, we're conscious. We're overly conscious of it. Yeah, we've been completely. we've been sensitized to it. <laughs> yeah, completely. If you could have done something differently, yeah, about your entire coming out story, or just coming out to people in general, what would you have done differently? I think I would not have tried to kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to be too efficient. Try not to be too efficient. Don't do that to to your mom or dad or whoever. Um, I think I would have maybe waited a bit longer when not because I want to hide it, but because I can have a conversation, a mature conversation and talk about the subject and acknowledge the fears or, or the concerns or worries that my family would have. And after knowing, like after now versus then, I think a big part of it is they are worried that me and they say it like this lifestyle <laughs> is how that yeah, much they think yeah, yeah, this that's, lifestyle that's of yours drives me crazy. What lifestyle? <laughs> well, like doing drugs? I don't do drugs. <laughs> so like this lifestyle is gonna be difficult. Like her, like her biggest concern. She said this to me that she's mm, too worried. Too. 
yeah, she was worried about my future. She was worried about how much harder things would be because you're going against the norm, because you're doing something, I guess, rebellious or something that yeah. the Asian culture does not view as socially acceptable. I mean, in Hong Kong, it's not even legal yet. So there you go. Um, mm-hmm. I think that was her truly her biggest concern. It wasn't like that. She like it wasn't anything else. Uh, so it, it actually really did come from a place. And I'm grateful for it. It came from a place of love. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, what it was, what she really cared and loved me. And so help, that was the sticking point that, okay, well, if you really love me, you want me to be happy. And it comes yeah. down back to that, I think. Yeah, I think for me, it was after, you know, forced to come out. I spent... <laughs> Everybody keeps <laughs> outing you. Yeah. I spent a lot of time. I spent yeah. many, many years on trying to influence people or influence my parents, try to make them understand that I'm normal and that there's nothing wrong with me. No, I'm still your daughter. The only difference is that I like women. And I try to make them understand how happy I am and I would... You know, try to showcase that whenever I can. Mm -hmm. I think what I would have done differently would be not to do that, but to focus on myself and to really focusing on being the authentic self. And instead of like putting the onus on like changing people, you know, or trying to make other people understand, like I, I think hopefully you know eventually they'll come around yeah but I I think I should you know just focus on myself and really just be happy and and just be that authentic self and I think if I'm truly happy and I'm truly authentic you know around anyone and everyone then they'll understand and see how happy I am yeah yeah it is it it is it is uh, infectious yeah and I agree with you on that and that we're pretty cool people (laughs) yeah we cool we cool we cool so does your family have they come around yet now they accepted the fact that like they just want me to be happy and they can see that i'm happy Mm. so they came around (laughs) yeah i think at the end of the day my parents accepted the fact that i like women they see that I'm happy and they're happy for me, but a piece of them still wants me to find, to, a boyfriend. to find a boyfriend, get married, have kids, you know, the traditional, the lifestyle. Yeah, the lifestyle. <laughs> but hey, honestly, you could find a boyfriend and it won't work out. Would they then say, maybe you should just find a girlfriend? No, like, I don't think so. No. I think it's like the tradition, yeah. Chinese parents in them that just. I'm happy for you now, but like you know, (laughs) if there's any sort of chance that you can come around and still like like guy, maybe they just maybe you still like dicks, you know? Maybe they just really want grandkids. So if you tell them that they don't at all, they don't. And my parents, they don't say anything to me anymore, at least directly. And to them, my success defines who I am. Yeah. 
Just so traditional cool. Chinese parents, it is right? So traditional Chinese parents, like they want to like be able to share with their family yeah. and friends. Though this is what my my uh, daughter is doing. Like when um I got accepted in the master program, my mom would keep asking me what it's called. So what exactly does it do? And then she, I can hear like them on the phone. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my gosh. And it's like, so funny. It's so funny. Or like when I get a promotion. Yeah, yeah. Oh yes, I, yes, and yes. And I'm treating them to food or whatever yeah. it is. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's so, so funny. funny. And and okay, so the best kicker is when I'm like dating my whoever I'm dating, and they they hear about it. I tell them like the impressive things my date has done. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, so she will be like. And I can sort of see the their wheels turning. That oh, Judy will be taken care of. And that that was that was kind of good and nice too. <laughs> yeah oh that's so funny yeah my parents would ask me like the, the awards that i've won yeah and you see me on like instagram or whatever they'll tell our relatives <laughs> in hong kong um but yeah I, I think it's it's sort of like you know back to seriousness like our success kind of compensates us I, liking girls that deficit of like, us think, liking women i think i would put it in the sense of it shows that it doesn't make it a impediment it's part of who who we are and it shows that it's not a barrier to my life Mm. in fact it adds on to my life um because i'm part of uh like the human rights group and we have this podcast so like how i view it is like i I see that too like you know it they focus on this part instead of like me liking women which they don't like yeah well, Judy, thanks for sharing your story. Like I've known you for for many years, and I don't think I've ever heard your coming out story. Um, because when I when I first met you, I I really knew that you liked women, so yeah, never knew all those details about it. You and well, we were at a I'm gay glad. club. <laughs> we yeah. met, we met at a lesbian club. <laughs> Pretty uh, self explanatory. And if you aren't gay, you're there by default. You are gay. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes true. yeah sometimes i think that you know when people are they fall on the straight spectrum they see like naturally by default they would assume everybody's straight and do you by default assume everybody's gay or, or if most you're in the club gay? then yeah <laughs> <laughs> maybe i let me just try that assume everybody's gay by default <laughs> see how that goes <laughs> so thank you for sharing your coming out story tonight and also um telling us the struggles and uh, the things that you would have done differently and also your experience. Yeah. Well, thanks for tuning in again. For more information, check out our IG at the Lezicon. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.